Welcome to the Two Bougie Friends Podcast. I'm Allison. I'm Cassandra. This podcast is a listen in to a fun, empowering girlfriends conversation. And hopes to uplift you to continue having higher standards and being your fabulous, unapologetic self. So sit back and enjoy the shenanigans of your two bougie friends. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. How's everything going with you? You just came back from a great trip. Yes, I did. I came back from Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated's Leadership Conference, and it was absolutely amazing. Nice. I um, am always rejuvenated and empowered coming from time with sorors because being around all of that black girl magic is electrifying Mm -hmm. and just pushes me to want to do more and kind of um just helps my spirit Mm. helps Mm -hmm. me feel like i'm not alone in the world in the in the whole world you know that there's people that are there's lots of us out there that are doing things that are very similar to what i'm doing Mm -hmm. and what we're doing and it's nice to be around your people Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely i feel the same way when i go to any event with my sororities uh delta sigma theta sorority incorporated (laughs) and i it's it's just like going home you know it's that that warm hug that you give and if you haven't seen somebody in years you just you just go back to that place of comfort and I love that like I went to um, an event recently with my chapter and just hugging people and one of my sores she said and I love her to pieces she was like you know your hug felt like home and that's that's what it feels like, you know, and it's so many of those home hugs that you get when you go back to those places. And, you know, being in these sisterhoods where it's a lifetime commitment, you're around people for a long time. And there's so many in my sisterhood who I've grown up with, who have seen me grow, who have raised me in many ways. And I couldn't be more the better for it, you know, and I just... Mm. It just yeah. gives me all the warm and fuzzies. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely understand that. And yeah, you feel, I feel like I want to break into that, uh, the Wiz song, when I think of a place. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Don't start saying it, child. Love's overflowing. Oh, dear. <laughs> okay, that's it, that's it. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. That's all I got. No applause. No applause. No applause. No applause. But, but um, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you, just like what you're saying, you feel like home, and you mm-hmm. feel that love, and you get the encouragement to go on. Mm-hmm. And what was really cool about this conference too is that I got to see a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a really long time. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I met people and formed relationships with sores in my chapter. I have a very large chapter and I I don't know all of them obviously. We were really big. I got to hang with some of sores that I had not really spent a whole lot of time with. So I know them in passing mm-hmm. and through various workshops and things like that and just time together we we really kind of 
connected. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I have a whole, you know, new set of friends and sisters. And so it's, um, it's really exciting. It was really, it was a really, really good weekend, really good weekend. And, um, so the topic of our, of our podcast, um, in light of, of this is to talk about sisterhood and not so much just in sororities, but in life, like Mm -hmm. with your friends and your sister friends. And, um, because Cassandra and I, have a group of ladies that we call the Rich Auntie Society that or us you know we have many different groups of friends but our friend circle here in the DMV and there are like sisters mm-hmm. and we have such a good time and even with them every time we get together I do I feel rejuvenated and so we wanted to talk about the you know how you cultivate that sisterhood how you, how it's helped with your self-care and your mental health and being able to um, get through life's tragedies how important it is to have a sister circle mm-hmm. yeah agreed and I think that you know the sister circle can look different for different people um, and you know you can have sisters that aren't blood and you can have sisters that are blood. And if you have both, then you are mightily blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have one, you are just as blessed as anybody else coming through. Because, you know, there's this old adage to say, if you have one good friend, you know, just imagine if you have a few of them. Yeah. And the power of what that could look like in your life at very different stages of your life. And just having them to call on to pull on that SOS when you need it most, I think is the most valuable thing about sisterhood and how powerful it is. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not only that, like how you can, like you were saying, as far as um, pulling the, the emergency cord for help. In addition, you know, as the Bible says, iron shepherds iron. Mm-hmm. And so being around people that are like-minded to push you into um, doing bigger things and being your best self is also so very important. You mm-hmm. can't get through life without other people mm-hmm. and seeing what they're doing and, and, and having it motivate you is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I think um, having somebody that you feel like you can have a safe space to be vulnerable with um, to Un- unburdening yourself with your insecurities and then being able to be built back up because you can say to yourself, listen, you got this and you are more than what you think you are. And, you know, just having that person and be like, girl, why you, you know, and whatever that is. And just having those, those honest moments, I think is truly um, a gem to, to behold. And so if you have a person that's like that or a few people like that, then you're in good you're in a good space. So let me ask you a question about just that in terms of having that that sister circle to be there for self-care and mental health. How do you find that you get that support system from your sisters? Like what do you what do you find is a good good balance on that? Um I think that when I life has beaten me down 
through whatever, like work or just personal things, you know, life being life, right? And I find that getting on the phone with one of my really good friends and not even having to talk about the situation initially, but just, just, just kind of just chatting and hearing about their day or something funny that had happened already makes it better. Mm -hmm. Like I have had times where I felt like really kind of down and I got on the phone with you and I didn't even talk about me feeling down, but just you telling me about something funny that happened and it already made me feel better. (laughs) And you know, that I'm so grateful to God for that and for you and for all my friends that really honestly have gotten me through some really tough times and I don't know how I would have been able to get through those times without having my sister friends. Like I know inevitably I can get on the phone or even on through chat. Like we have a text thread, right? And can get and hear something funny that, and it just, it just brightens my day. Mm -hmm. Um, That is definitely one of the things that I use for self-care and for my mental well-being Mm -hmm. is my sister circle. Because, yeah, it's so vitally important to be social. And I'm very much an extrovert and need the energy of people around me. And so it was really hard during the pandemic to have to be isolated in my home not being around people but then when we would get on house party oh my gosh that was so so fun and house parties like a uh they don't have it anymore unfortunately r.i.p the house party all right yes r.i.p let's have a moment of silence do do and it's done Thank goodness for other apps. <laughs> right? So it was a video, a group video chat app that uh, we just had a ball on a house party. We would watch TV shows together. We would talk and we would be on house party for hours. Some falling asleep. Me. <laughs> Some meaning me. <laughs> I wasn't going to call you out. That's Okay. Yes, because we would be up like wee hours of the morning, kiki and ha ha and about stuff. And that was definitely a blessing during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So what about you? How do you incorporate it into your mental well-being and self-care? So I guess similar to what you described, I think on the other spectrum is that I tend to be, I think I'm a extra introvert. I don't know what that is, but I think that is a thing where I have like extrovert tendencies, but then I have some introvert tendencies too, where it's like, I want to do all the things, but then I also want to be insular and kind of in my own thing. And that sometimes makes it isolating in my head and not necessarily in reality. So like, I'll feel like, um, 
I don't need to share or I don't need to be vulnerable or all the things because I just don't like I just want to be, you know, the strong person that has it all together and leaning on somebody or asking for help is really difficult for me. Like it's one of those things that I guess I got when I was a kid um, that I just don't ask for help most of the time. I usually just kind of do it on my own. And that can be overwhelming. And that can definitely put a lot of pressure on myself and, you know, feeling like I have to hold the weight of the world on my shoulders. And having a sister circle of people to that you can trust and rely on to say, no, we got you, you got this, or, you know, literally giving you that kind of check to say, you okay. And I'm like, I'm fine. And they're like, no, you're not fine what's wrong, right? And so having those people that are in your in your sphere where they can know you're I'm fine to I'm fine and knowing the difference between the two and then just showing up anyway. Um, I think that that is super important for my own mental well-being and my self-care and just kind of reminding myself that I need to be better at taking care of myself and not necessarily being the strong friend all the time. Um, because it's easy for people to just go on about their day if somebody says they're okay, um, but it's okay to not be okay. And it's equally important to have a sisterhood of friends that know when you're not okay, even though you're saying you're okay. So I think that that's helpful. I found that sometimes it's it's um, really humbling to have people to just show up anyway, um, kind of on the same on that same vein. So like even if I say I'm fine and I'm not necessarily fine, then I've got a friend showing up on a plane at my house or, you know, having, you know, the sisterhood to say, okay, we got to get something together because she needs our help. She's not saying it, but she needs our help and them just doing it anyway. Um, I think that that's something that's super important. And I'm so grateful for um, the friends that have shown up for me in that way, um, as well as in other ways too. But I think from a mental health standpoint and being that strong black woman, you know, persona and living that in the weight of that, having somebody that you can just be able to breathe with or they can breathe for you when you are holding your breath. Yeah, that's really, really, really awesome mm-hmm. and a really good point. Um, but it's hard to do. It is. It's hard to to be vulnerable and to ask for help. And it's also hard to receive it when people show up anyway, right? <laughs> It's like, no, but I told you I was good. No, you're not. Mm -hmm. We're going to do it anyway. I don't care Mm -hmm. what you say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. And they know you to the point where it's like they can do that. Right. So it's like you can't even get offended by it. Just like, well, guess this is what we're doing. And you just. Yeah, I'm going to receive my blessing. Yep. You're going to receive it and just kind of roll along with it. And then sometimes, too, you. um, So sometimes you can bury things as well. And you bury, 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 but then your sisterhood friends are that reminder for you to say, hey, reminding you of this special moment that you may have forgotten, but this is something that's special and I'm holding space for you. And I think that those things, and it's just the small stuff. It's like a text message that's randomly, you know, like I'm holding space for you or I'm, I'm thinking of you today. And it's just like, wow. Thank you, you know, and just being grateful for friends that that care about you to that level, I think is really, really special. Yeah. 
Definitely, definitely. So how um, do you see, how can we instill this in the next generation to continue this, um, this on to, you know, kids, teens, young, young white people? Um, and do you see like your sister circle also encompassing different generations? Mm. Yeah, so that's a really great question. And I think that there are many ways that you can do this. I think the first thing is to recognize that this um, generation has a very different experience than how we grew up and then how our parents grew up, right? So they grew up with the internet. Um, We grew up where the internet was just getting started. So we were kind of like in this middle ground of having socializational skills that are different than this current generation where they don't have the same socialization skills. So going out and doing things and having activities where you are engaging in conversation, long conversations, not just a, hey, girl, hey, bye bye. See you later. Okay, sis. You know, none of those, but like actually going to dinner having a good conversation, going over to somebody's house and just chilling and just having a good time, right? Where this generation is more text-based, they're more kind of on the internet. And that that leaves us a barrier of um, of separation, of really understanding the authenticity of what a friendship should look like. So um, I'll use my nieces as an example. I was very intentional about taking them around my sister friends um, any chance that I get. So, you know, they would come to me when I was in med school and when I was in grad school and even now. And, you know, we're going from one city to another. Like I literally took them down to New York City to hang out with like two of my friends. And like we would go to dinner or we would do brunch or we would go to a show or something like that because I wanted them to see what healthy girlfriend relationships look like. And understanding that this is a possible thing so that when you encounter one of these friends, understand that this is a good one and you should invest in this. You should invest in the time because most of the people that I consider friends have been friends for over 20 years or sometimes 15 years or even seven years. So the longevity of those friendships and the quality of what they look like, they have to see an example of what that is. And so whether that be, you know, having them be around your circle of friends, not all the time, right? Because you want to keep your girlfriend conversation, girlfriend, but, you know, having those moments to say, hey, here's my niece. And I've done this with you all. Like I'm bringing my niece, we go into such and such, and then they can see what an example of a healthy girlfriend conversation looks like. Getting them involved in organizations um, where they teach them that and they embody that in them. So we're both in sororities, like we talked about. And so there's a lot of youth programs that are embedded in those sisterhood programs. Programs that you don't have to be a member of the organization to participate, but it gives you a space to be able to show your child what it is to have a healthy sisterhood relationship and how do you operate in that. Um, to the Pretty Brown Girls, for example, is one where we give 10% of our proceeds for, and that's what they do. Like they teach them about how do you interact? Like what are some of the things that you need to do to be a functioning, healthy adult, but also how do you get those relationships that are going to last you a lifetime? Because you never know when you're going to need somebody and it's, it's about nurturing and networking from the beginning. Definitely, because I see that this generation is going to be one in which there's a gonna there's a potential to have a lot of superficial relationships, mm-hmm. superficial friendships, because mm-hmm. everything is just kind of like surface level, especially being you know posting and and on the on TikTok and Instagram and everything looks 
perfect, right? And everything, you, you don't show the negative things that are going on in your life when you're posting on, on the gram. And, um, you don't have a time where you're like really cultivating relationships organically. It's all through like DM and texting and they're not, they, it's like, you've got to take, get out of that and actually just experience people sitting and talking and interacting as opposed to just taking pictures or texting. Yeah, like I don't I don't come to your house with a beat face all the time. Like literally we just got today. <laughs> I came out of my house to your house to go do some stuff for our upcoming event. That's it. You know, like I don't need to put on airs. You shouldn't have to put on airs to be around your friends. Like if you feel like you need to have full makeup, full clothes, like everything from head to toe in order to hang out with your friends, then they may not be your ride or dies for the rest of your life. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. Now, it's not to say that you and your girls can't get up and dress up and do all the things because we do all of that. We go to the fancy restaurants. We do all of the things. Right. But that's not a requirement for my friendship. So if the requirement of the friendship is that I have to be somebody that's not my authentic self. That's not my friend. That's an associate. That is so true. And I fear that. That is what this era of, of social media is cultivating. Mm-hmm. That everything needs to be perfect and posted. Mm. And every interaction that we have needs to be a post. Everything right. is content, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, just take some time to not post. Mm-hmm. Like, just be. And just be in the moment and have the experience without putting it all on for the world to see. Agreed. I will say that there's a balance to that. And I'm going to give a a little story. So I've had many relationships that I consider to be very genuine and very authentic. And we were all just in the moment. And I uh, had a friend of mine actually that passed away not too long ago. And we were in the process of trying to come up with the obituary for her funeral. And I only had one picture literally one picture in like 20 years of having this long-standing friendship where we talked very very regularly we went out very very regularly and we were just in the moment and now that I have left is just my memories right so I think there's a balance between that um, because I wish that I took more pictures and I'm trying to be more intentional about that now like I have um, a set of girlfriends that are in my sorority And anytime we're in town with each other, like that's just a requirement. You got to let us know that you're in town because if you don't, if you don't let me know, I'm going to be upset. That's just the general principle. They all know this (laughs) and they know who they are. If if you're in town and you don't tell me and I find out on Instagram, man, you're going to have some problems. But (laughs) the whole point is that I want to see you. I want to engage and I want to be around you. And I have so many of those, but I never take any pictures. And I'm trying to be more. More intentional about capturing those moments because they matter. Now, it's not to say every little moment has to be documented, but there should be some pieces of it. Because I think about like um, those family albums that we used to have and the digitization of how we capture moments now is so just 
transient that we don't have picture albums no more. Those books, you got to be intentional about pulling out the 35 millimeter rolls that you got to go to CVS and Walmart. (laughs) They don't exist no more. So nobody's developing pictures anymore. Nobody, man, lost art, lost art. But, Mm -hmm. you know, I think that um, there are some things that I think should be should be documented, but it, it shouldn't all be for the gram. So I will. I agree with you with that caveat. Yeah, no, I, I think that that's a very good point, too, because you're right. You do want to be able to commemorate the the moment um, in not just in your head, but also, you know, in so it can be in perpetuity in real life um, so that you can go back on those and look back on those moments. So, yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, this. I, I wanted to talk about this for a couple of reasons. One, because you just came off of your awesome trip and being around your sores. And I know what it's like being around mine. And if you're in an, a, a Greek letter organization or, or in a in an organization where sisterhood is at its, at its core, you know what we're talking about. Um, but if you're not, that's OK, too. Um, but having some good girlfriends is great. And I really wanted us to have this moment to to just chat about it because we're embarking upon next phases of our business and doing our first vending event, which I'm super excited about. Yes. Like it's, it's going to be so weekend. great. I know. It's going to be the power of us. And so that really got me thinking about what that looked like and what what is that? What does the power of us mean? And for me, the power of us means that we are stronger together than we are apart and ain't nothing like a black woman with a plan. Amen. And if you get a group of us together, watch out. Amen. Listen, hunty, listen. So, yeah, that is the truth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so having a good core group of sister friends is nothing like it. They will hold you up hold you accountable, and encourage you all in the same time. (laughs) (laughs) It is actually this very true. You can have a string of conversation and then be like, girl, bye. What? Oh, shoot. You know, you got all kinds of stuff and a whole little string. And it's just like, how did we get here? I don't even know. No, right. How did, and hours and hours have gone by and we have saved, I mean, you know, cured all life's problems <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> if you would just do it this way right <laughs> i love wow. it i love this it this is this is really good very very good do you have any parting words final thoughts final thoughts um i guess my final thought would be to lean on your circle and curate your circle Um, I think it's important to have a good core group of friends because they will be there for you and you'll be there for them. Um, You shouldn't be the smartest person in your circle um, at everything. Everybody should elevate each other. So that'd be my my parting thoughts. That's beautifully said. I um, say my final thoughts are... um, get you some good good girlfriends and um don't take them for granted mm-hmm. tell them how much you love them and appreciate them all the time and have 
just a great time in life with your <laughs> friends. Yeah, that's right. Go on girls trips, man. Yes. They're awesome. Girls trips are great. Just for no reason. Leave your man at home. Jeff, Jeff knows if I'm with my girlfriends, it's like, he's like, all right, see you. Have fun. So make sure you got a good dude that can understand and respect the circle. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's, that's the other very, part. That is the other part. Oh, Absolutely. That Absolutely. is so important. That is so important. You have to have somebody, you have to have a partner that understands that boundary. Because just like I would do the same for him with his guy friends, I'm going to do the same thing for my girlfriends. And it's just having that that longevity of that relationship and respect to know, okay, this is girl time. This is guy time. Mm-hmm. This is okay. And it's great because, you know, it's your people. It is. Absolutely. Um, it, and it's funny that you said it because, you know, we might have some men on here mm-hmm. that listen. And it's important that y'all cultivate your relationships too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and have a guy circle mm-hmm. because I think women are really good about that. Where guys, maybe not so much um, as far as like taking time to have conversations and things like that. But women and men are different, clearly. So maybe they don't need the conversations. But I feel like they do need to take time to be with other men to run things by ideas off of each other. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think they do. I think that comes with a level of maturity um, and understanding and just depending on how you were brought up in terms of being able to express yourself emotionally. I think, you know, we tend to express ourselves a little bit more emotionally because the society has cultivated that in us versus on a man's side. They may or may not have had that experience. But I think that comes with some maturity um, as you age and understanding the importance of that. Like my husband has, um, you know, good guy friends that he bounces stuff off all the time and, you know, has these moments of just like you and me, Kiki, ha ha. He'll be kiki ha ha with somebody. I'm like, who is that? And it'll be, you know, one of his dude friends. Um, and he has guy trips that they go on or, you know, he's going to hang out with his friends. And um, it's just nice to be able to have that release, you know, just yeah. like we need that self-care and mental health and well-being. They need the same thing. So support your man if he's got a good group of friends um, because he may need it to be able to contend with you know, being able to be a better partner for you. And so I think that's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Yay. It was a good conversation. Yeah, I thought so too. You know, I think there's power in numbers um, and definitely power in the sisterhood. So hope you all found this helpful. And till next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Two Bougie Friends. Please subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Also, follow us on social at Shop Be Bougie or grab some bougie swag at www.bebougie.com. That's B-O-U-G-I-E, bougie. Until next time, keep those standards high and be unapologetically yourself. Bye. Bye.